0: And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Hello, I'm Pat Malone, and I'd like to welcome you to The Church in the Home, where we share the light of God's Word from our home to you. I know the truth of God's Word, and I believe what I heard, yeah, yeah, I believe what I heard. I believe what I heard, so I'm standing on the word of God. So I was thinking about sometimes the things of the world and how the world acts. And the way that sometimes you see people in the world tear each other down. And maybe you've seen this scenario especially lately, but you're on social media and someone has made a post That other people don't disagree, that other people disagree with, they don't see eye to eye. And all of a sudden, you're witnessing in the comments this verbal assault that someone is giving someone else. Or maybe you've been in a situation where someone that you care about, someone that you love, has been hurt and they're angry, and you kind of happen to be there and they lash out at you and they take their hurt feelings and disguise them as anger towards you and you're on the receiving end of some verbal assault and they're criticizing you or tearing you down or maybe you've been that person who's been hurt and you've lashed out at someone else or torn someone else down and then there are people in the world who are just lonely or sad or they feel hurt or defeated for all these different reasons. But what you see in all of that is this tearing down of people, of yourself, of other people just feeling bad. And that is sort of what the world has to offer. But it's not what God has to offer because there's a flip side to all of that. If you flip it all around, there's building up. There's taking someone who's low and bringing them higher. There's taking that bad situation and turning it around. And we kind of, we don't want what the world has to give. So it's rejecting what the world has to give and it's asking for what God has to give. And it's what we call, or you see in the Bible, edifying or edification. It's that building up. It's God's way. And when you edify someone, it's a very full thing. Because sometimes when people want to make other people feel better what they give them is empty words or they patronize them or they kind of just blow smoke at them and those things feel good for about five seconds before you're like wait that doesn't really mean anything that doesn't really make me feel good that's not lasting that's not true or genuine it's just nice you know sometimes people just say nice things but they're not true but that godly edification that's what we want and that's something." that is true. There's depth to it. It's lasting. It really changes things. It's not a temporary thing. And that's what we're after. We want that for our own lives and we want that for other people. So let's turn to Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 29 says, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. And this verse, it asks us to do something that doesn't always come natural. We have these natural instincts from our natural man, and they're not right with God things, but they are things that sometimes we deal with. And sometimes gossiping or saying corrupt things or spreading that around, is something that might pop into our heads to do. God knows, and he says, don't. Don't let any corrupt communication come out of your mouth. So the first part of that is just stopping it right there, just holding your mouth shut and not letting those corrupt things come out. And then the second part is what we should do instead. And this is a pattern that you'll see time and time again through God's word. He doesn't just say, hey, don't do that. And then you're like, what do I do? He says, don't do that, but instead do this. Don't be that, but instead be this. And then he shows you how in the word of God. So he says, don't let corrupt communication come out of your mouth. But he says, instead for us to speak that which is good. And, you know, we'll pause right there. What is good? God is good. God is what's good. It's the word of God. So we don't want to say corrupt things. Instead, we want to say what the word of God says. And God says that the use of that is that it edifies. Mm -hmm. It's edifying. Edifying builds us up. Mm -hmm. So we say the good things of God's word, and that builds us up. And the word um, edify is from the word oikodome. Oikodome which translates to the building up of like a building where you're building something up you're constructing it or establishing it and that's what we want to do with people we want to build them up we want to help them to be established to be strong to be solid and that we don't speak these corrupt things we speak the words of god to the use of building them up and it's for the purpose that it would administer grace to the listener it says and that's a really great thing because grace is something that God has given us freely. It's something that Jesus Christ accomplished for us. And grace is maybe when you should feel like you want to put someone in their place or tear them down or tell them what you really think. It's not doing that. It's instead giving them the kindness. Grace is God's um, unmerited favor. So it's Giving them the good when they deserve the bad. It's kindness that you don't deserve. And God gives that to all of us every single day. Time and time again, we all fall short. And God gives us grace. And because he's given it to us, we can give it to other people. We know that we aren't perfect. And we don't expect other people to be perfect either. So we can give them that grace. And that's something that, that's not the world's way, but that is God's way. So we have that and then when we are dealing with people who are foolish or maybe are saying things that are not true or whatever situation we're in where someone's being harsh or unkind that we can stop we can give them god's grace we can give them the words of god and then the result of that at the end is that they're built up instead instead of us making them even lower instead of joining in on the way of the world we see things and do things a different way. Because words are a really, really powerful thing. Turn to Proverbs chapter 18. In Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21, it says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. Wow. So with words, we can give that corruption from the first verse. And we can give death just with the words that we speak, just the way we can really, really tear into somebody. Or we can give them life. We can speak the words of life. We could speak God's word to them. And the choice is ours. And we get to choose that just by the things that we say. What we speak is so important. Look at Proverbs chapter 16. Proverbs 16 verse 24 says, pleasant words are as a honeycomb, sweet to the soul and health to our bones. And isn't that what we all want? I think that as humans, we crave sweet words. You know, there are the five different love languages and one of those is words of affirmation because people just have this need of kindness, of sweet words, of being built up and That's one of the things that we can give people just with our words and that they can be held to their bones. You know, we can speak the word of God in situations to people and it's just healing. It's healing down to their very core. And that's something that we get to choose to do. And it's a way that we can build people up is with our words. And it's not just in situations where we're dealing with a difficult person, although... That's a great time to use it. It's a great time to live contrary to the world. But we get to edify people every single day, just in our daily life, in our daily walk, in our families, and in our fellowship. And that's what I really want to focus on, is that we can edify one another in our family of God. Turn to Galatians chapter 6. We want to build up the household of believers that's the building that we want to build so in galatians chapter 6 verse 10 says as we have therefore opportunity let us do good unto all men especially unto them who are of the household of faith or believing we want to do good to all men and that is part of being a believer but We want to be especially good to our brothers and sisters in Christ, those people who are born again and in our family of God, that we want to have that love and care for one another. So thinking of families on just a very practical level, I am the wife of Mike and the mom of Noah and Mackenzie and James. And as a wife and a mom, there are a lot of duties that I have and some of those duties are to make sure that my family is blessed and taken care of and encouraged and built up. So some of the practical ways that I can do that is if I see my husband doing something that's wonderful, I can encourage him. I can tell him, I loved the way you did that or how much it blesses us when you do that. And I can tell him, you're such a great husband, you're such a great dad and point out things. Or if my kids are having a hard time, I can tell them ways to turn their situations around. I can give them things that are good and true and wonderful to think about. Instead, I can help them just to feel better and comfort them. I can give my time, my attention, my tenderness to my family. I can give them praise. I can give them gentle corrections when that's something that they need. And I can give them lots of love. And that is how I can keep my family built up because I want my family to be wonderful and to succeed and to be just at their best all the time. And those are some really just practical ways that I can do that. But we can also do that for our family of God, that we want a closeness in our earthly family. We want a closeness in our spiritual family and that building up that edifying, that supporting of one another, that's something that we can do for the family of God. Turn to first Thessalonians chapter five. In 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 11, it says, Wherefore, comfort yourselves together and what? Edify Edify one another, even as also ye do. This is something that we comfort one another, right? That's a really wonderful and important thing that we can do for each other. It helps us to be stronger when someone comforts us, when they give us their love and care and attention. And we can edify them that way. As believers, we have power. We are not just these weak people, but we have power and we have the power of God and of his word behind us, backing us up. And we can use that to build each other up and to build strength in one another. We can share God's word together with each other. Turn to Proverbs chapter 15. And God is so good. You know, he lays all of this out there. We never have to guess what we're supposed to be doing in this family of god we never have to guess um you know how can i get over this situation or what can i do in this situation god tells us proverbs 15 23 a man hath joy by the answer of his mouth and a word spoken in due season how good it is and one of the ways that we can build each other up is by giving them God's word and um, the word in due season, that's the word of God when we really need it. That's at the right time. And that makes such a change. If you've ever been in a situation where you were dealing with something and someone tells you sort of exactly what you need to hear right then, it can just turn everything around. It can make you feel better immediately or it can open your eyes to a solution that you didn't see. That, that's what we can do with God's word to people. Turn to Proverbs chapter 25, just a few pages over. Proverbs 25 says, A word fitly spoken, oh, verse 11 says, A word fitly spoken is like apples of gold and pictures of silver. As an earring of gold and an ornament of fine gold, so is a wise reprover upon an obedient ear. As the cold of snow in the time of harvest, so is a faithful messenger to them that sent him, for he refresheth the soul of his master. And there's a lot of figures um, of speech in there that would be really cool to get into. I don't have time today. But what we see here is that it's a really, really wonderful thing to receive that fitly or rightly spoken word at the right time. And when someone really needs it, that that right word in that situation can make a big difference. That when someone wisely reproves someone with love, then they're able to make good and right changes and corrections in their life so that they can keep being blessed and growing with God and standing strong. It refreshes their soul And their walk with god and you can build someone up like that it helps believers to stand taller to stand stronger to stand longer on god's word because we know that there is an adversary and he is throwing so much just junk from the world at us and so when believers speak god's word to each other and that right word in that right time it really helps us to be our very best for god and to feel more connected and more peaceful because We want connection. As humans, we crave connections with other people, and we want that. We want that love. We want that closeness, and we want the peace that only God can give us. Turn to Acts chapter 20. Acts chapter 20, verse 32 says, And now, brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and to give you an inheritance among all them which are sanctified. And there's that grace again. You see how much as humans we need God's grace and how it builds us up to receive that from one another. It builds up people who know the word of God and it builds up people who haven't heard the word of God before. Let's go back to that situation with that person who may have said or done something stupid or posted something offensive or foolish or whatever. And all the people who are attacking them, you know, first of all, we don't have to say anything, but if you want to say something, you can give them grace and you can build them up and you can give them something true from God's word to hold on to. It can just be a, Hey, I love you, brother. And you don't even have to say anything else. But you know what? It still affects change in their mind. And maybe now you've opened their hearts up to be able to share God's word with them. And then you've built them up and now they receive God's word and they can become born again and their life can really change. But you could never have the opportunity to do that if you tore them down. So it's giving people that grace. It helps them to be built up, it helps them to receive God's word, and it helps them to be stronger. We want to help people change their lives. Um, And I don't know about you, but just me on a personal level, it makes me feel really good to build other people up. I love to make someone feel good. I love to know that I turn someone's day around or I help them to look at someone else in a different way. It really, really does, it strengthens me and I kind of feel proud of myself when I am loving, when I am making a change for someone else, when I'm giving them the word of God when they really need it. Because we don't want just to build up everyone around us and for us to still be those empty people. It fills us up to love and give. And you know, on a personal, private life level we want to fill ourselves with the word of God and we want to make sure we take times to speak in tongues because speaking in tongues builds us up in our inner man and that's a really important thing too is that we feel spiritually big and strong and we are building this body of Christ and we really want to be involved in that you know we all want to take care of one another we're in this family of God and it's a true family And in families, you look out for each other. I think of building, right? We're building this body of Christ, this. And it makes me think of a real building. So when you build a building, you've got all the steps that you know also work with God's word. You've got the foundation, and then you use the best materials, and you build up this beautiful building. And then everyone knows for the next 30, 40, 50, 100 years, you never have to do anything else to it again. It's going to stay perfectly just beautiful. No? No. No. We do. (laughs) But buildings need maintenance to stay nice, right? If they didn't, then my husband would not have a job to do because he is a handyman and he keeps things nice, right? But we have to do that maintenance on the building. When something starts to get out of shape, we just smooth it right out. And I think of edifying the body, of building each other, of strengthening each other up as sort of like spiritual maintenance. And it's something that we do for ourselves and that we can do for others. So I came up with a list of types of spiritual maintenance that we can do to continue to keep our building built up and strong. We can control our words and our actions towards others to be more Christ-like. Okay, that's something that we definitely can do. We can control our words, And our actions, to both not do negative things and also to do positive things. We want to be Christ-like. We want to do the things in the word of God that we know to be right and true in our daily lives. We don't just like, oh, I have it in my head. We act out on it in our words and in our actions. And we want to live our own personal lives to be examples to other believers. So that ties right into it that as we're doing things to be Christ-like, that we are examples, both to other believers and to people who haven't heard the word of God yet. So we control our words and our actions to be more Christ-like. We live our own personal lives to be examples to other believers. And then we teach God's word, both in a fellowship setting like this, and we teach God's word one-on-one to people. And both of those are really important because for someone to be strong, on the word of god and to be built up spiritually they need to understand god's word and part of that is really sitting down with someone one-on-one and just breaking it down for them so we want to help that um, help improve other people's understanding and then they can see the results of that in their life we want to encourage our brothers and sisters in christ because this promotes conduct that builds christ-like behavior when i see someone doing really great things in the family of God, in my fellowship, I want to go up and say, you know what, Noah, you are so great at giving people the love of God and, you know, keep doing that. Keep giving people the love of God or whatever thing you see that someone is doing wonderfully, encourage them because that really solidifies that behavior. Mm -hmm. And people want to do things that are good and right. And then it goes right along with it. Exhort one another for the right actions. So it's, we want to praise them, encourage them to keep doing it and praise them. Like, I just think that you are so fantastic. What a wonderful, strong believer you are. And that's not empty words. That's not just that, you know, saying to people what you want them, what they want to hear. But it's really, when it's true, when you're really exhorting them, it's building them up. It's helping them to see the greatness in themselves. Because as a family member, we want other people to know that we love them. We see them, right? Right. And that we can serve one another and this is a really really important practical one in our fellowship family life right how do we build other people up we serve them and this service to one another ensures people's needs are being met in the fellowship people have needs we all have needs and if we all have needs and we all just mind our own business then nobody is out there meeting anybody else's needs but when we serve them with love and kindness. And when we see how I can fill that need for someone, I can go and help them with that, or I can speak God's word, or I can do whatever you see fit, then all of a sudden people, they're more complete. And when people aren't filled with need, then they can go out and they can take care of other people too. And that's how things start to grow and spread. You're filled up. You're strong. You're feeling powerful. You're going to go out there and you're going to speak the word to someone else. You're going to win them to Christ. And then you're going to keep taking care of each other because all of this is really important. And we want to release God's word and that ties in with speaking God's word. But a really important principle in the word of God is that receive, retain, release. We receive the word of God when we speak it to other people, we retain it. So then we need to understand it and kind of digest it. We hold it in our minds and then we release it to people. And that really helps people to grow and our needs are met as well. And then we can accomplish more for God. Turn to Ephesians chapter 4. You know, God knew that we would have need for edification. Mm -hmm. He knew that as humans that we need this spiritual maintenance from one another. And so he provided that. In Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11, it says, And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. God gave us people with these gift ministries because they can take care of us, and we need that. We all need to be edified. We need to be built up. We need one another. Uh, you don't have to turn there, but in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 26, Paul, by revelation, says, Let all things be done unto edification. We want always for our goal to be building up our brothers and sisters in Christ, to be strengthening them, to be helping them to stand taller and stronger so that we can accomplish more for God. Turn to Romans chapter 15, and there are so many places in the Word of God that it talks about edifying and how important it is in in our fellowships and in our family of God relationships. In Romans chapter 15 verse 1, it says, We that are strong ought to bear the infirmities of the weak, and not to please ourselves, let every one of us please his neighbor for his good to edification. Mm. We want to edify our brothers and sisters in Christ, and we're not doing it for any sort of selfish reason, but we're doing it out of love and to help strengthen one another. And again, you don't have to turn there, but in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 19, in the second half of the verse, it says, We speak before God in Christ, but we do all things, dearly beloved, for your edifying God knew that people needed this. We need this and we can edify one another. It's a really simple way that we can show that love of God to one another. And it really, it is so wrapped up in that love of God because the love of God does take care of one another. It doesn't seek itself. It blesses others. And that is so much of that service that we can give to one another. Uh, I thought of this sweet little song that was written um, by a believer named Scott Powell, and it's called, Is It Loving? And this is something that my kids hear me quote at them a lot. I say, before you speak, think. And then I quote them the chorus of this song, and it says, Is it loving? Is it kind? Does it build you up? Does it bring you peace of mind? Is it wholesome? Is it true? Does it minister God's grace to you? And those are all the things that we really covered in this, that these are ways that we can build someone up. Is it loving? Is it the love of God? Is it the kind thing to say? Does it build someone up? Does our actions, does our words, does the way we treat other people build them up? Does it give them peace of mind? Not I'm giving you a piece of my mind, (laughs) but peace, peace, the peace that passes understanding. That's what we want to give people, peace in their minds, peace in their hearts. Is it wholesome, is it true? Well, if we're speaking the word of God, it is, right? But if you're just speaking the theories of man in this day and age, then likely not. So we wanna be speaking God's word and does it minister God's grace to you? We see how important that is. People need grace, they need forgiveness, they need us to give them a break sometimes and give them the good when they deserve the bad. So I always remind my kids, before you think, or before you speak, think, think of these things and you know time and time again in god's word all over the place it talks about how we should take care of one another this edifying this building it's how we stay strong and you know because it is this building up i just kept thinking of buildings and architecture so i'll give you one more example it says the gothic arch was a very popular structure in medieval architecture the primary advantage of the arch was its strength and stability, which it derived from the fact that each stone in the arch leaned on the one beside it. Mm. This system of mutual support enabled the construction of much larger structures than otherwise might have been built. Mm. And isn't that cool because we are put in a family because we can't be big and strong all on our own. We need each other. We need to be here in the fellowship where we can get our needs met, where we can see what other people need so we can meet those needs. We need each other to stand on, to stay strong. And then we can be even larger and more powerful, right? Than we would otherwise have been because of each other, because of everything that we glean from one another. It's so important. And God loves us all enough that he saw it fit that we be put in this body where he has told us edify one another, build each other up, build people up, don't tear down. And we want to build others up. We want to provide that support, that encouragement. You know, it makes us feel good to do these things for other people. We wanna give them praise, correction, love, understanding and grace, so that not only can our brothers and sisters in Christ stand taller, but so that we can too, so that we can all be built up. And I think if we do that, that people are really going to be strong and blessed, and we're going to see a great, great growth in our fellowship. You can't bring me down, no word is on my mind.